This podcast episode is brought to you by Cool Breeze Skate Shop in West Babylon, New York. If you live a little up the island, Cool Breeze is the shop you want to go to. They have a custom selection of the best local skate decks and products on Long Island. With the latest shoes, apparel, backpacks, wheels, trucks, bearings, grip tape, and more, they have you covered. Cool Breeze Skate Shop is also a proud sponsor of the Down the Line Skate Contest from Limitless Culture. Check out their Instagram for more info at CoolBreezeLI. Welcome to Highly Educated the Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sherman. And tonight in the studio, we have a great guest for you. We have Will Angelo, owner and founder of Limitless Culture, a utilitarian streetwear brand based out of New York dedicated to local skate communities everywhere trying to make a name for themselves. He connects skaters and smaller brands directly to their professional markets, holding contests and events throughout the year, giving these communities the direct chance to be exposed to bigger opportunities. Also being a local musician and creative producer, Will's talents extend beyond the skateboard world, and we're excited for him to share his story. So let's break into it. Cheers. Will, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. It's going to be fun to be able to talk with you and just, you know, talk about what I've been doing. Yeah, share your, share your story, share the insights. So break into right away, man, who you are, what you do. Will Angelo, um, you own Limitless Culture. Yeah, I mean, I started the brand in 2016 when I was a senior in high school. There's a little more background on that, but I'll get into that. And... Um, I mean, ever since then, my goal's just kind of been to put on for the skate community. I mean, my roots are tied very deeply within the surf and skate communities. Um, and I grew up on the South Shore of Long Island, out in Montauk every summer. So, you know, all of that is kind of tied into what Limitless Culture is. But what I really wanted to do is kind of provide opportunities to skateboarders um, on Long Island and in the New York skate scene, just, just to give them... A scope of what's possible you know uh, i don't feel like there's enough that goes into you know giving skateboarders opportunities on long island sure. yeah so yeah so you started limitless culture and you said you were from like a community like that as well south shore yeah i was born in west babylon um but i went to the beach there like gilgo and all that over there cedar beach and stuff like that but most of the time i'd be at gilgo surfing or, and when I didn't surf, I would skate with my friends. I, I started skating when I was in, like, fifth grade. So it's oh, wow. kind of been ingrained in my life since uh, a really young age. I don't really Programmed, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know a life without without it, to be honest, which which is fine with me. That's And, and that's kind of like how we were raised out here in, in the East End community was really, it was all kind of focally about skateboarding. I don't know if it was a Springs Kid thing or Montauk Kid thing because they had the skate park there. But a lot of the spring, not that I was any good at skateboarding, I was always horrible, but I always had a camera in my hands. So usually I was photographing kids skateboarding. But, you know, it's, it's, it was always a part of the culture out here too, huge. Um, even I remember as kids, like whether you're dragging a rail to the back of the school parking lot, or it's like you're dragging the kicker ramp outside your house. Like it was always involved in our kind of childhood in, in the community of Long Island, I feel like. You know, and that's like one of a, like a good example of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause I feel like like technology is like at the point where it is, I feel like there's less and less of that. You know what I mean? Cause like, you know, people have phones and they're just like linking up to chill instead of like going out and skating and meeting people and skating like that. It's like, you don't see that in towns as often anymore. Like, yeah, people in the summer are skating around in Montauk and stuff like that. I mean, obviously now that there's a new skate park, that's obviously going to make like more of that happen. Right. Right. But in towns where there's not that like aspect of a skate park and kids got to go skate in the streets. Like it's not, they don't do it as much. And that's really why I'm trying to put together these events and, you know, do opportunities like that. You know, like we, we make clothes and we make streetwear and stuff like that. But you know, those, those sales are really only to kind of support like the things that we want to do in terms of giving back to the community. You know what I mean? Right. The contest, the events, all the fun stuff you guys are doing all year long that keeps these kids involved and keeps not only kids, man, but like, grown ass men, everybody, like every skater, uh, at every level you're kind of involving in this. I've been to your events and literally you'll see a guy that's 60 having a great time, like cruising on a little, like 
whatever board and and then you see some kid that's stoking out that's like six years old hyping you know so it's a great you're bringing literal generations of people together it's it's a great thing and i mean that's not even me and i mean like that's just the power of skateboarding in itself you know and so i'm just you know thankful that i found i found it from such a young age and i've been able to like allow it to guide me throughout what i want to do and um you know one of the main reasons why i started it you know limitless culture was because I also wanted to be, you know, setting myself up for a way of life where I could live that, you know, like I could be in skateboarding right. and make money off. You don't of have it, to do you know? some boring nine to five every day and then hate yourself because you're not doing what you you want to be doing or whatever. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? I saw the chance to like, you know, take my reality, even though I didn't really kind of fully understand what I was doing and like the aspects of a business, you know, cause sure. you know, who does at that age and that thing. And then it's not things you t- they teach you in high school. No, you know, like <laughs> college, maybe if you study business or economics, but you don't really learn any of that. You kind of yeah. pick it up as you go. It's yeah. It's, it's experience and networking and all those things, facilitating events and learning about like the internal business structure. And there's so many different variations that you got to worry about. I mean, it's, I mean, and they're not even like worries. It's just like, you, you just gotta, you know, experience it to know what you have to do yeah. and i mean you know i i'm glad that i went through the trials and tribulations to get where i am now i mean it's just definitely been a learning experience you know and i mean i'm a big believer that you know failure is the best teacher so i don't have a problem with that and i'm also like that type of person who like doesn't believe in giving up so like i'm gonna do what i want to do and I'm, I'm gonna do it you know obviously within means but i'll you know, if I'm going to do it at the end of the day, what was, and, and the perseverance and all that, what does that come from? Do you know, do you have a root of that? Was it like something that inspired you creatively when you were younger, a film, a person, uh, an influenced person? Like, is there any one which way to put it? Or is it kind of just everything you've done in your life has amalgamated to that, those feelings? Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't say that I've ever had like any role models that I looked up to, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just like kind of curious, you know, what, what brought that about kind of, or was it always there? I, I don't, I think I've always just, you know, had an obsession with like, like initially I've, when I was a young kid, I, like everybody, I wanted to be rich and famous, <laughs> right, but right. you know, I think in some way that idea stuck around with me. Like I obviously want to be like well off, but I want to be that so that I can give back to people. You know what I mean? And right. like, you know, I want to be something able to make we my forgot a lot about meet. in this day and age. Right? Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I obviously know that like it takes money to, to make change. And right. so like, I mean, <clears throat> I think that there's a lot of things that I could do, whether it's just for the skate community or for just like, you know, communities at large where I could help. And, you know, graphic design is also a big part of my life. But planning around things you know I'm, I'm interested in a lot of different facets of the world so whatever i can you know use my you know my knowledge and um networking skills to help happen that's going to benefit our community or you know the the or new york the state or or, right. or somebody's brand or you know that that that's just really what i'm like looking at do yeah and that's what makes this whole thing so special right is the fact that you're using all of these creative avenues and things that you've built over your lifetime of experience here and you're creating and throwing it into limitless culture and creating a bigger footprint expanding on these things and that's what's allowing the the magic to happen so to speak because you're you're allowing these communities to have a direct access pipeline to bigger events bigger sponsors bigger uh names in a bigger league bigger fish in a bigger pond essentially is what you're creating and that's a really important pipeline for a community that can be battered a little bit and can be a little thrown aside sometimes as like uh you know oh why are you wasting your time with that or oh what are you doing skating you know that's it's very um like that and i think there's a stigma there that needs to be broken down too um but i think having all those creative outlets for you has probably helped in this process right yeah i mean i i mean as a graphic designer that was also something that I like found that I enjoyed from an earlier point in my life. I, you know, I took a couple classes in high school that um, really kind of got me focused on the fact that I was in like enjoying graphic design, you know, and I, I I'd ended up creating my brand basically through that class. So like that, that the fact that I can go through all these different roads, you know, like, and I can work on a different project for somebody else. It gives me a lot of like, you know, 
outside perspective on like, you know, how I can help. Cause you know, sometimes when you're, when you're framing things for somebody else, it makes it easier for you to understand what something that's going on within your life you yes. know, and you don't yes. understand the, the problem until like you kind of like go outside and like, you know, somebody else poses a question from you and like asks what they want. You ask them what they want for, for their project and they tell you, and then you can kind of see it from a perspective like, Oh, I need to look at it from this way. You know what I mean? Instead of looking at it from like this narrow perspective, you know, perspective. Right, very narrow scope. You're you're expanding your mind with every project you take on and every creative project you take on, you're having to think outside the box and, and think of different methods and ideas. Yeah. And and that's all relevant, sure. And and I mean I'm as a musician too, it's like my my way of thinking sometimes is, is suppressed in um I guess like I know a lot of people can probably relate to that, but like sometimes you don't want to, you know, let all of it out. Like you don't want to let people know what's going on on the inside. You right. know what I mean? So like you use, stigma there too yeah you, you use like things like art and music to do that and a lot of times like I can express myself through my music and like I like to write songs so whenever I you know do write them I try to like put my feelings into into it or you know just experiences that way like you know it's it's a way of like you know a release in a, in a certain way Absolutely. and then that and that yeah, helps stress too. relief that and helps too you know and uh, shamelessly plug your social media right now for the listeners for your music. Uh, yeah, it's just Will Angelo Music. My name. Instagram. Music. Yep, on yep. Instagram. Okay, Will Angelo Music on Instagram, and it's Angelo. You'll see the name of the podcast, so just copy that same name, obviously. And the cool thing about like you know being intertwined in all those different things is like, for example, if I wanted to, you know, release my music. I could, you know, I could create the graphics for the album. You know, I can have full control, you know, just because I've, you know, had the scope of, you know, something like a project like that where, you know, you you need multiple facets for it, you know. Sure. And so, like, that helps me in, in terms of, you know, different things for my business too, you know. I don't have to hire people to create graphics or I don't have to hire somebody to do event planning, you know what I mean, or to do social media. Right, because you've done all these things. You know how to do it all. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's not to say that, like, other people can't do it, too. You know what I mean? Like, I only do that because you don't need to hire people to do those things. Like, if you really want to be successful, you got to learn how to do it anyway. If you want to, like, if you want to hire somebody to do it, you have to know at least the basics that they're about doing it, it right. anyway. Yeah, you right. have to know if they're doing it right anyway. You know, so, like, if you want to grow, you want to, you know, help help yourself, it's just easier to learn it. And I think that's, like, the, the biggest thing that's, like, helped me is you know, trying to use my tools for the best of myself and the finding ways that I could use those tools to help others, you know, like creating these contests and these events for people, right. you know, Making um, pipelines. Yeah. And, and just because I think that, you know, maybe it's something that I like subliminally don't think there was enough avenues, you know, as I was growing up and, and now I want to change that and give people more avenues. But, you know, I also think it's it's good to provide the platform for people to talk about this type of thing, you know, where skateboarding is emerging and it's becoming more popular around the country. And look at it, Olympics. I mean, look at it. Yeah. And, and I mean, the stigma Street is being broken. Like, yeah, stigma is breaking a little bit. Yeah. But there's still, you know, and, and there's still like localized communities that don't really, you know, have the foundation to you know grow their audience the way that they they deserve to be you know what I mean so I'm trying to build sure. that foundation for the smaller communities that way you know kids in in the middle of cities that are, aren't as well known can um, you know get out there get their name out there get contests and you know hopefully you know find a way into these bigger you know contests that lead into like amateur sponsorships and and pr and eventually pro sponsorships you know it's just and, and that does happen because these guys are at these events and especially like huge events like you threw and we'll we'll chat about these i mean you've thrown some yeah. mega contests and and some big things and like the Andy Kessler in Montauk was was a great event and and uh, you were a big part of that. And I think those events are just like absolutely magical for the community. They really, you know, you're talking hundreds of people there having a stoked time, parents, kids, older, younger, all different uh, races, uh, creeds, every, everybody is a different everything. And no one, it's not about any of that. It's about having fun and the community coming together. And we have a lot of that that doesn't exist. And, and creating that is special. Uh, you know, this is the best way I could phrase the, the reason why I do it. It's like one love, one people, one culture, skateboarding. Just just like, you know, like everybody's, right. that's, that's the, that's what skateboarding is. It's like one love, one people, one culture, skateboarding. It's like nothing else matters. It's just, 
we all share that one common fact and that's enough for us to be friends and chill and, and have a good time. And I mean, that's why skateboarding is so special. You know what I mean? That's why everybody wants, um, you know, the stigma to be broken because on the end of the day, like there's no reason for the stigma to be around other than, you know, people's assumptions of what maybe somebody did, you know, a while back or what one random kid does. Sure. You know what I mean? And yeah. obviously there's definitely, you know, truth to the fact that skaters are reckless, but that's what makes it so fun. Is like, it's the only thing that's like not regulated by people outside of the sport. Right. You know it's almost mean? completely abstract, like a painter where they have full expression yeah. to be like, I'm, I'll, I can attack this ramp any way I want. No one can tell me I'm, I'm doing my own thing and this is it. I'm have freedom and or skate- I can roll down this hill or I can do this. It's like that, like yeah. surfing or like anything else where they can't really tell you. And skateboarding is like, I mean, you know, it's not even like a sport, you know, it's more than, it's more than even like that, that could, that word can encompass, you know what it's I mean? A, it's a culture. It, it's a culture. Yeah. yeah. It's a culture. It's a, it's a art form. It's a way of life. You know what I mean? Like, and you're either like into it or, or you're not into it, but most people see it and they're like, it's cool because, you know, that's just like, you know, what people, people want to be involved with the community, you know what I mean? And skateboarders are always down to, you know, be together with new people, meet new people and sp- spread the love and have a good time. I yeah. think, you know, that's, I think one of the big reasons why, um, skateboarding is, is so special because, you know, I, like most of us are outcasts that just, you know, are looking for some type of connection and, or a way of, you know, expressing yourself, whether it's through skating or meeting right. friends and stuff like that. You know, skate parks are a prime example of like how friendships can, you know, turn into something that, you know, can change somebody's life. You never know. And it's better than a bar, you know, two people yeah. meet in a dark bar talking about something. It's like, you know, hey, it's a little more sunlight, a little more fresh air, a yeah, little more good it's, vibes. It's you know? better to go to the bar with somebody than to go by yourself and, and like sure. be, you know, on, on that dark path. And, you know, you never know what, what could what could happen. And I've talked to people where, you know, they tell me skateboarding saved their life because it's introduced them to new people and, and a new way of thinking and and it definitely does that. It gives you like a different perspective on on life, and, and and it gives you a certain level of respect for people, right? Because you're seeing people do these incredible things that no one can me, you know, I can't do, you know, no one can do these things besides these people. So you're immediately on this level of parallel respect with people, you know. Even if you don't even like the kid as a person, you're like, oh, well, you know, you still rips. Like you still got to like give it to people. There's like a mutual respect underlying kind of like with athlete with any athlete. You know? Yeah, there is that mutual respect. But the cool thing about the skateboarding community is that like, you know, you know, you're the outcast if in the skate community, if you're the one that's the dick, you know what I mean? If you're, <laughs> right, if you're being right, a dick right. and, and you're, you're fucking, you're fucking it up for everybody, then, you know, they're going to be a dick back. And, and like, that's the power of the skate community. And I'm like, if you need, if you need people to come together, it's they like, have their own backs, it's like, yeah. it's like that, you know, yeah. they'll come, they'll come and back you up like that. You and seen a mall cop try to tell people to stop skating, bro. Watch what happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to continue to skate. I mean, nowadays, like people are definitely more cordial. It's like, it makes more sense to, to like avoid confrontation. Yeah. But you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have to do what you got to do to well, get the clip. Well, we, we also should frame this, right? I do also want to say that obviously this is more of our generation's 10 year, 15 year span, 20 year span. This is our kind of lifestyle and culture. Whereas the people older than us didn't really grow up with skating as we grew up with skating in a sense of like, we grew up with the hey, you know, Thrasher Mag and Tony Hawk Pro Skater games on PlayStation. And every that's like kind of what got the entire culture obsessed. Like it started with the Thrasher scenes and every like all the magazines and all that stoke. But then once the 90s came in and it was all like, you know, digitalized and video games, that's what entranced America in this stuff. Like that's what set off a movement. Like people were obsessed. Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like people people were obsessed with it from the start. And I think that's why, you know, when I have events, you see people from all different ages, you know, and all different types right. of life, Walks of coming, life. Yeah. coming and having a good time because it, at the end of the day, like everybody just wants to see cool things go down and like um, they want to come together with the community, whether whether their kids are skate or not, you know, like if it's just a place where like their kids can meet other kids that are just there because they want to be there, you know what I mean? That's that's like creating lifetime connections too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just about skateboarding. It's creating like those connections between the community. And I think skateboarding is a powerful tool that we can use to, to strengthen our community, you know, and I've seen it happen firsthand. 
And um, that's, you know, that's why I think another reason why skateboarding is, is so special is because it has that power if, if you know, if used correctly. You know? Yeah, to really affect and change an entire community like it has now, I would say, in Montauk. I mean, look at that. I mean, you know, which is a very small town and these kids, they don't really have a whole lot to do, especially outside of like the three months of summer because a lot of things shut down. So having the skate park and something like that is just so essential to the community and what you do by throwing events every year and and throwing these things in contests. I mean, that's that's huge. And I think that that really does create something special. And, and that's what we're talking about. And that, in a nutshell, is like one of the other reasons why I started Limitless Culture, because I wanted to be able to give back to the community and, you know, bring the community together. And, you know, the skate contests are a great way to do that, especially, you know, knowing that there's not as many of them around on Long Island. And um, I've always felt that, like, Long Island has been mis- misrepresented in, in terms of, you know, skateboarding or overlooked. I wouldn't say misrepresented. Yeah, no. Yeah. A little overlooked. And... Um, I think, you know, a big reason for that is obviously because we're next to the city and there's, you know, a huge amount of skateboarding going down there and there's a, you know, bunch of skate parks, a ton of great skaters out there too. But, you know, the most of the events are held out in the city and there's not much, you know, for the locals kids on Long Island who, you know, don't have cars or are too young to go out there or just train systems all botched. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, whatever the reason may be, you know, it's like, you know, you don't have to list the reasons why people aren't like willing to go an hour or so, you know, people have their own reasons and stuff. And it's like it's it's cool for you know i wish i had more opportunities when i was a kid and you know one of the one of the contests that i've always like looked up to was the tanner jam that's a local skate contest in copeg at tanner skate park and um you know i'm lucky enough to be good friends with the guys that throw it now and i've just kind of used you that used them as a model for what i wanted to do and sometimes it's really just simple as simple as that you know like take take an idea you know, try and meet people who have similar ideas and, and talk to them how you can, you know, make your idea good and just do it. I mean, that's ultimately why I'm going to be doing this new skate contest series on Long Island this year, which is going to be called Down the Line. And I'm going to have three skate contests, $25,000 wow. on the line. Um, and uh, I'm going to be working with various local businesses and sponsors to, to make it all happen. But it'll be $5,000 of Rockaway. $5,000 at Brentwood, uh, the new skate park in Brentwood, and then $15,000 um, at Montauk. Damn. So big cash prizes. Um, just trying to give back to skate communities as much as possible. Try and shed, you know, some light onto the community. And, like, maybe maybe if somebody wins, you know, and clips are notable, they'll get noticed and buy a sponsor. And that's, you know, the best thing that I can you know, try and help do at this point is, is, you know, give them that opportunity to get noticed by someone like that through a contest. And the money helps. I mean, think about it. If you want $15,000, that's like, you can think about really going for your dream. If you have that financial cushion, you You can move to California if you want to move there. I mean, (laughs) that's a big, that's a lot of prize money, man. That's, that's big. Yeah. It could be life changing. And that's, I mean, that's the goal. And I just want to grow them as much as possible, you know, give these skaters that opportunity. And at at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to try and facilitate a way to work with, you know, uh, a bigger skate contest series like the Grind for Life series. You know, doing something like that would, you know, change how like a ton of skateboarders could, you know, perceive contests on Long Island. It could bring the skateboarding community together, build it up. And I got a bunch of other, you know, cool ideas that I think are worth testing out and but we were talking about how great Long Island is as a launch pad for all this stuff because it's such a big population. We're very unique out here on Long Island that while it is the, I don't know, nation's whatever largest, second largest island, whatever the hell it is, it we have so much populace here. You're talking millions of people sitting on this island. So you have so much opportunity in all these different towns to really get this thing going. And then obviously you have bigger pictures to make this thing global and, you know, eventually, you know, be a, a part of this giant community everywhere. It's not just this limitless culture everywhere yeah and i mean you know i'm not really interested in like taking over in, in terms of a branding perspective like obviously i want limitless culture to be known i want kids to like look up to it and be like wow that's dope like it's a cool brand i want i want them to want our product 
But like at the end of the day, like it's not like ingrained in what I'm about. Like what I'm really about is like if I see the change, you know, if I can inspire like the younger generation to, to, you know, to go out of their way to like, you know, pursue the careers and and give them, you know, the opportunities and, and the roadmaps to get there. You know, just trying to build the infrastructure for for like the the younger generations and the current generation of you know ways right, for right, them to they're make money. forgotten about you know it's like, it's like we always talk about the hope and the, and the eyes of the younger generation but it's like man there's kids here right now there's talent right now right in this pool that are being you know not ignored but like you said not as glorified out there as you know these professional circuits or professional markets yeah and and like but there's just as much rip you know yeah exactly like that that's i'm going to be doing an, an unique thing i'm not sure exactly when i'm going to be rolling it out but I'm hoping to do it, you know, sometime in the fall, 2023, or you know, early 2024, mm. and um, it's going to be called Pay to Play, and it's going to be a new online contest series. Um, Interesting. That I eventually am going to try and turn into an app where people can use it just natively on their phone. But um, the goal is to, you know, make a bunch of best trick contests um, at various places and skate parks or cities and give skateboarders the opportunity to compete against themselves. So they put down money and, you know, the winner takes home the, the cash pot at the end of the day. Each mm. of the contests is judged by local skaters in the area who have credibility. And, um, you know, it it's just going to the goal is to build that huge network of people um, whether it's, you know, through the judges and, and the people meeting each other through the contests, or it's just, you know, for people getting recognized for, you know, a trick that they did or some, somewhere. Um, and, and obviously also to give them just adding money, exposure, you know, and, give and them opportunities yeah. to grow, you know, you, you know, obviously it's, it feels good to, you know, make money off of something that you love. And so, you know, to give skateboarders an opportunity to go on a platform where, you know, they could compete on multiple contests a week and, and have the potential like of making $700 a week. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but you know, it's, it's, you know, they could travel to different cities on Long Island or different places in New York or across the East coast. And, and that's getting them out there and involved in things and not just sitting in a bar somewhere doing whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's going to open up new avenues, I think for, you know, bit, businesses in the skate industry to partner with each other and um i just want to provide that you know the pipeline for these kids and then the goal with that is you know to connect it to my contests you know the down the line series and um and all these and, contests now yeah. wait to just interject the the now so to throw the streetwear into it right because this is all kind of underlying into this utilitarian streetwear that you're now going to provide and 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 create yeah so I mean, I've always made clothes since I started the brand, and the goal initially was to make clothing that you know provided more than just a purpose for wearing. You know, to give people like functionality, um, like you know, pockets in your socks, and you know, ha handy things. Um, you know, I have an idea that I want to do where I make pants that you know attach to your underwear so you can avoid ride up and stuff like that when you're skating. And things just, are built for skate. Things that are yeah. built around these things. Yeah. Things that are built that around the made. things that yeah. makes that make make it easier for skateboarders and and make it just like everyday life easier. You know, um, and these contests. You know, I always thought about it as the, the way I was going to be able to do that was, you know, by, you know, selling the stuff. People would be interested, and then they would, um, that would fund my events. But more so, it's it's been, it's been the opposite way. Um, you know, the events have been something that people are really interested in and the community aspect is, is something that I'm really interested in, you know, so I've been focusing a lot more of my time on that and that has given me the opportunity to, you know, save some money and, you know, rethink my plans in terms of how exactly I want to release, release it all. And, um, you know, slowly but surely I'm, I'm, you know, figuring out the way that I'm going to you know, release these new designs over the course of this year. Um, but I, I want to do it right. And I want to make sure that, um, you know, we have the part for marketing channel set up and, um, I have, you know, all of the, the outlets that I want to reach, you know, pinpointed in my mind, you know, so it, it just takes a little bit of planning 
Oh, it's a, it's a huge process. You're talking about rollouts in new markets. You have to do the research. You got to find out what exactly you're... And you're not only making clothing like yeah we say streetwear like okay you can press some tees or get some stuff made or whatever it is but we're not talking about that you're trying to make utilitarian stuff which is like you know things cut that actually sew. have functionality yeah. cut and so it's not just you know basic this so you know you're you're doing things that are a little more in depth and you have to think about all that you yeah know? and and you know i've always the, the one thing that i do regret and not that i regret it because you know like i said i'm a big believer in um we were talking about trials and tribulations and what you've been through yeah yeah, yeah i'm a big believer in the failure is the best teacher but my like i i play catch up you know i've been playing catch up for a while just because i like i said i i didn't know all these things and and now that i do i've positioned myself in a place where i have a lot on my plate sometimes and you know i'm learning how to prioritize the things that matter the most Oh, exactly. And then once you figure out those priorities and you figure out that flow, that's when you can start really working and diving into your projects and and really finding that creative flow. And like we were saying, a guy like you, you're doing events, you have, you know, 10 different vendors you're talking with, you got all these things going on and to try to organize these things. So having those prioritizations and little flows and pockets of of peace, if you will, give you the the kind of long-term stamina to do these things. Exactly. And I mean, there's a lot that goes into putting on an event, you know, and that's something that I didn't even know when I first started throwing events, you know, like I just threw myself right. into the into it. And I, I mean, I don't I, I think everyone should just do that, you know, throw yourself into it, get yourself into it, force yourself to learn about it, because sometimes like you, you tell yourself it's going to be tomorrow, but it's never tomorrow. But like, I think like that was the best thing for me is just to learn, throw myself into it. And now, you know, over the years, I learned how to network with businesses and I learned how to build those relationships with restaurants and other businesses out right. on Long Island. That's a big part of, you know, facilitating these events. You know, I never really knew how to challenge the financial aspect of it. And, um, you know, when the Skate Park Coalition came around, um, Lindsay... Um, who helps run the Skate Park Coalition. She, yeah, the Montauk Skate Park Coalition guys. Big, big uh, involvement in creating the Montauk Skate Park, the new Montauk Skate Park. It was such a group effort. Pivot Custom Skateboard uh, team did did major work in there. I mean, it's just it was such a great project. Everybody involved. Yeah, it. I mean, it, it was a great uh, example of what can happen when the skateboarding comes community comes together for good, you know? And it, you know, they really helped me with putting on the last contest, um, the Kessler contest and, and JJ Veronis who, you know, holds the torch for, for Andy Kessler's legacy. You know, he, he was, you know, really big on just, you know, making sure it was a day to celebrate him and, and the community. And, and at the end of the day, that that's what it really was about. And that's what all the contests are, are, are about. Um, and we just want to be able to do that for, you know, as long as we can and provide these opportunities as long as we can and uh you know working working as a team is is something that's like so important that you learn over time you know like you you learn to so work many with bits and pieces too when you do these things i mean you're having you're talking to vendors you're talking to skaters you're organizing things you're through coalition through through instagram posts and you got to market it mm-hmm. there's so many things that go into making and then you got to deal with the town and, and all the oh. permitting processes <laughs> yeah. and everything yeah. and and then that's a that. big lesson too you know like the town the town has a lot of barriers and there's a lot of stuff that's going on with East with Hampton what? Town has a lot of barriers. What? <laughs> I had you don't a, say. <laughs> <laughs> the land big of shock. no, yeah. big shock. Yeah, no. but it's it. And you know, there's there's so much that goes into it. And now I'm finally, you know, I've got a grasp on it of what exactly needs to go down. And I'm excited for for what's to come and what I can do for the community. We briefly interrupt this podcast for a shout-out to Adamar Surf Shop in Montauk, New York. With a uniquely curated selection of great boards and stylish apparel, Adamar is the place to shop when looking for something special in Montauk. Whether you need just some cheap surf wax or a quick hat, or maybe just a new shred stick for the summer, the boys at Adamar have your back. Inspired by the culture of surfing, Adam's unique styles, colors, and prints will leave you feeling fresh all summer long. Check out their Instagram at adam.mar or on their website at www.adammar.co. Yeah, and, and I see you involved uh, with the local crew out there in Montauk. I see you guys getting into some mischief and some filming. Yeah, I mean, I you know the, we want to film as much as possible. 
obviously the hardest part about filming is that like everybody's got their own schedules. We're all fucking around doing our own sure. thing. Oh yeah, it's impossible. And it's you know sometimes it's hard, but we link up as much as possible. And you, you know, whenever one of us is down to film, we we do it. I mean, I I've, I've got a project that I'm working on right now for Limitless. And uh, Bart's got a project that he's working on with the local crew. And, you know, we got, you know, Lenny and Pat and Bart and Pat Chisholm and a bunch of other kids that are ripping. And it's just, you know, it's it's fun to have the homies involved and just get everybody skating. It's uh, and hopefully this can spark more people to do shit like this and just put on films and right and make inspire. you guys are inspiring people man you're inspiring me it makes me want to make films and pat <laughs> and bart films. did a good job at, at you know always making films for the montauk skate scene like they, they yeah they put on for the montauk community under for, the radar guys here is the plug for bart under the radar is his uh, film company and very talented dude bartholomew schwartz yeah i mean bart and pat they inspired me a lot they they were the homies that i looked up to and it's cool now that we're they were all homies and chilling skating um, consistently. And I guess that that's what it's all about, you know, meeting people and then making a vibe. For sure. And I want to circle back to something that we were kind of touching on earlier regarding the stigma around skateboard culture. I think it all comes down to like a few people who've done things that like have surfaced around and, you know, people kind of see skateboarders as like, you know, this, like the sewer rat people, like the sewer rats of like, you know, society type of thing um, where like, you know, they're they're trying to be reckless and they don't really care about other people's opinions because they're skating on property and stuff like that. And sure. Um, I mean, a lot of it, you know, does have the fact to do with like it's skateboarding is a way of us to express ourselves. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, it's not one of those things that's regulated like all the other things in the world, you know, so it gives you freedom to do that. You can just go out and skate and express yourself however you want. You can do whatever tricks you want. And, um, you know, I mean, not only is there like a stigma around skateboarding, but there's, you know, stigmas within skateboarding too about just like mental health and, and, and all that stuff, you know? And I mean, obviously that's been an issue around, um, that's been surfacing around for the past couple of years with like men's mental health and all that stuff. And it's definitely something that, you know, skateboarders are, you know, definitely starting to look more into, but I think it's something that deserves to be talked about because, um, you know, a lot of times that depression or, you know, the fact that even though they are skating out there, you know, they're, you know, less quiet or something's going on. You know, everyone has their own problems and stuff like that. Their and own demons they fight and then they yeah. come out and they let it go for a couple hours. You know? yeah. And skateboarding is definitely an avenue to help. Um, but, you know, it's not sometimes it's not enough. And I think that there's a stigma that, you know, you know, just because people skate, they don't have problems or like. Or like, you know, it's not cool to talk to them about problems or offer them help because, you know, you don't want to come off that way. And everybody, right, like, everybody's kind of in this macho where like, oh, I'm strong enough to do this trick or, oh, I'm not going to get hurt if I fall. Like, you know, it's yes. a very, skateboarders know. are really particular about the way that they do things. You know what I mean? Like the way that they dress, the way that they do a trick, you know what I mean? The way that you approach somebody, you know, it's sometimes isn't considered like cool or, or it's just like, you know, it's not something that people even think about it which is kind of stupid in my opinion and i think that that is something need to that break those barriers can be broken you know yeah. that's a stigma that like um has been built over the years just based off of you know the history of skateboarding but now, question, we could do that have, have you tried with your events to try to connect to some of these like mental health groups and and uh, organizations or maybe an app or something like that that's coming out that can help or get people help maybe pairing that into your events i'm definitely that's definitely something that i was planning on doing this year um just because i definitely do want to raise awareness and have you know that you know a factor involved with my with my events because it's definitely something that i'm you know passionate about and yeah, I'm trying to figure out, you know, ways to get back to the community in multiple different ways, you know, and support right. the, support the community from the ground up. And I think that 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 could be a good and unique one. And I'm glad that you brought it up because I did definitely want to, you know, do that and work with um, somebody that I think shares the same values and, um, you know, can can benefit from, you know, reaching Those. kids and the audience out here. 
Sure. Yeah. And, and it's endless, too. I mean, we're talking about here. We're talking about Long Island. We're talking, This is a national crisis we're going through in terms of substance abuse, mental health, uh, opioid epidemic. You know, we, we can go on and on uh, drinking even, you know, um, it, it's just we're becoming this kind of uh, um, country that is is now finally starting becoming comfortable with with mental health and, and at least discussing it or at least kind of layering it off a little bit, but we have so much work to do and there's so many different things that can be done to really um, do some deep dive work. And I think, you know, me and you were working on some projects in that respect, some video projects and things, um, you know, it, it really is important. And communities like this, especially in East Hampton, need these kinds of resources because when there's not a whole lot of things to do outside of XYZ things, um, you know, it, it, it's a breeding ground for other bad things that take place sometimes. And not, not to say everybody's doing something bad. It's just, you know, people are uh, accustomed and they get grown into these communities. And if there's not a whole lot of opportunity, that's kind of where it stops. So creating and generating more opportunity is really what we're talking about, whether it's um, job opportunities, housing opportunities, mm -hmm. uh, event opportunities, exposure opportunity, literally whatever it is, and that's you know, the just creating opportunity is, is what's going to create success for yeah. people. That's like, I think to me, that's the foundation of, of like a, a good community is like, you know, the ability for that community to build opportunities for each other. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you know, within a town, you should have those, you know, people who are always trying to create opportunities. And, and, you know, I think that there is a step that a lot of the towns on Long Island definitely need to take, or at least, you know, try and hone in on the perspective of the younger generations that are coming in and, and, you know, Absolutely. they're, they're not having things to do. So they're resorting to just hanging out and, you know, they're, the generations are different, you know, and like things that we like to do may be different than things that, you know, people, you know, 10 or 20 years older used to like to do. Sure. So it's, you know, finding, you know, alternative ways to do that. And, you know, these skate contests are um, a way to bring all those people together and like bring, you know, happiness to people who maybe have, you know, not the time to connect with people all the time or, you know, there hasn't been an opportunity, you know, for them to go out because those things aren't interesting to them, you know, and and I, I definitely want to do things other than just skateboarding, you know, like I'm working on having some social events before and after the the contests that way you know it's like a whole weekend of events type of thing networking you know? and marketing yeah. and things people can like you know connect with each other and exactly. connect with art shows and, and, and like similar like minds video showings and stuff like that film you know? screenings yeah. yeah you know so it's it's i'm trying to diversify and you know do a bunch of different things and it's all experimentation but I think, you know, the found, like I said, the foundation of a strong community really relies on the ability to, to give each other opportunities. And so I'm just trying to, you know, put my value in there. I mean, let's just talk about how hard in general it is to like keep up with all of this stuff in terms of online presence and keeping awareness going and keeping the community engaged and building content. And it's endless, man. And I'm sure you deal with it every day, day in and day out like I do. Dude, and that like that's what I was trying to say before. Is I'm trying to learn how to prioritize, but it is so hard sometimes to like prioritize things that you don't want to do. You know oh, I mean? it's like, it's miserable. Like you know, I I like creating content. I'm like I like making graphics and stuff like that. But sometimes like I definitely need to focus more on the financial aspects of of what I'm doing, and you know that shit takes a lot of mental power. When when you know. Like I said, I'm playing catch up and a lot of the you know problems that I did make for my business were, were financial. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I had like I just wanted to make content, you know, like and I never thought about it like, oh word, like I need to make money because I wasn't spending any money. You were doing it. it yourself. I wasn't right. spending but I wasn't doing spending it for money. Fun. You know, I right. wasn't spending any money, right? But I wasn't making any money. And I was like and then like it clicked me, I was like, Oh shit, yo, time is money. Like you could be making money like doing <laughs> something time, else. You right. know what I mean? Like you said you wanted to do this to make money, but you're only doing this because you want to do it and you're not making money. So like how can you make money? And then that's where I started to go into events and like figuring out how that could all fall into place. And it's like it's it's ultimately it's like, you know, a big giant puzzle. And, like, not only are you trying to figure out, like, and not only is it a puzzle, like, you have to figure out where each piece goes, but, like, it's, like, the puzzle has an order to it, too. So, like, yeah. you have to do everything in the right order to understand the whole picture. You know what I mean? Sure. So, like, you know, you, 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 have, to you have to see, like, all the steps. And, you know, I, I have to know exactly what I'm going to do, like, and how it's going to affect me, like, in a couple months. I have to, like, plan ahead 
and organizing all that and like figuring out which things are the right ones to do is like the hardest is it's painful sometimes you know what it I mean? is it really is and, and you're deciding between products, you're deciding between events, vendors, brands that you're partnering and collabing with. So there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people see. And you're not just doing this. You're a musician. You're a producer. Like, you do other things. Like, you're doing other creative things as you're doing all this. And a man who juggles 20 projects at once like you, I can tell you that it's it's sometimes a mess up there sometimes. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's a lot of darkness some days when you feel overwhelmed and there's a cloud of work over your head. But, you know... Like you're saying, getting yourself involved with those other things, creative outlets help you in the long haul. Exactly. Take it's, some of that pressure off because you enjoy those moments. Like if I come down here and play drums for a half hour and beat the hell out of those things, I'm going to go back upstairs with a refreshed mindset of like, okay, good new energy. Let's exactly. reset. Exactly. You know, and like that's that's why I think that having, you know, things that you love is, is important too. You know, and that's why I'm so big on trying to make my business successful, not only just because I want to give back and find a way to make that successful, but because, you know, I want to be able to do what I love, you know, and make make money off of that, too. You know, that's that's how sure, I create a sustainable life for what you love doing. Exactly. You that's know what we're all I mean? trying to do, I think. But you, you know? only can do that. You can only do that. Like there's only there's only so much time you have before you're gonna burn out if you're doing things the wrong way. Well, and you know in, I mean? and in another sense, there's only so much time you have in between pockets of real life and reality. I mean, think about exactly. it. Exactly. If you're in high school your entire life, right? You're in school your entire life. Yeah, on the weekends and nights you can work on things if you're really passionate. But who at that age is? You're all into peer groups, peer pressure. You're out doing clubs and activities yeah. your parents signed you up for that they got you into when you were younger, or you know now you're in college, or you know you're getting into your groups and things like that. That's when you really start discovering, or you know after you get out of high school, you're like discovering your passions and things. So by the time real life sets in and people are like, you need a job, you need a, you need a house, you need a family, you need a this, you need a mortgage. It's like, okay, but when do I get the time to like, see what I want to do with my life in a positive way with, you know, money and a career before I'm stuck doing something I'm not happy doing for the next 30 years, because that's just what I fell into. It's like, no, I don't think that's the route for um, somebody, at least creatively that has that expression, you know, whether it's skating, surfing, painting, art, uh, music, you know, whatever it is. I think those kind of more expressive forms of creativity can't really be boxed like that. They aren't, they aren't well packaged. Yeah. I mean, you know, education system doesn't do a good job of presenting those types of things as opportunities for careers, you know what right, I mean? Right. Exactly. And you know, cause uh, there's stigmas around it, you know what I mean? Like, and it's well think about the teachers they were like video games what are you what are you kidding you're not gonna make any money playing video games you little nerd Dude, yeah now these kids are making millions of tens of millions perfect of dollars perfect example like the biggest industry in the world <laughs> like, perfect example you know what i mean and and i mean in a way i'm trying to do that similar thing you know where i provide you know a unique place for skateboarders to you know enter that market you know and make that money you know what i mean like sure you know they could have a 1099 like you are the twitch essentially explaining explaining but in real life. yeah well ex yeah basically explaining like you know they have they made two thousand dollars in the last two months off of off of these contests you know what i mean and then they got themselves into a contest whose grand prize is like ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars you know what i mean that opens up the opportunity to that opens up their world to a bunch more opportunities not only does it do that but it like it it get, hypes them up you know what i mean that's the thing like you like so much confidence is drained from kids from all the social media Immensely. and like the lack of uh, like interaction Parents, between people, teachers, everybody, you name it. There's fucking lack of inspiration like. everywhere, man. Think about growing up, like any big dream you had or any cool thing you wanted to do. They're like, that's not realistic. Like, okay, plan B. All right. Yeah. But make sure you go to college or uh, uh, but make, like there was never like go do it. You know, maybe if you had yeah. some like really like super hippy dippy parents that were like, no, you know, go for it. But that's, you know, it was rare, rare. You know, and the, uh, there's so many projects that I want to take on because there's so many things that I'm passionate about, like that I think that um, at least the ideas that I have could maybe spark something or right. or could be something that, you know, could help. And one of those things that I've always wanted to do, you know, but even before I started Limitless Culture um, was something called the Passion Project. And basically it would be kind of like um, we would go to schools and we would go and hold like fairs and seminars and basically provide like, you know, a hundred different businesses ranging from, you know, p small businesses on Long Island 
um, to people in skateboarding, to people in music, you know, sure. careers that can show like that this is like something that you can actually do. You know what I mean? And yeah. Other than just the careers that are accepted in society, you know what I mean? I think that's a conversation that needs to be had a little bit more is that like maybe you don't need to go to college. Maybe you just need to know what you want to do and you need to find the tools that you need to have to, to learn that and grow your career, you know? Well, well, that's what I always found for me about college, right? So I'll just say specifically me, I'm a very weird case study mm-hmm. or maybe I'm a normal case study, but, but you know, I, I went to college for five years and came out with a history degree and, and while I didn't use it at all and it didn't matter for the first big job, corporate job that I landed, they didn't really care, but it's just, I wasted those four years kind of when I could have been developing more media and I was doing media work, photography, et cetera, obviously through all that. But what I'm saying is, is that I didn't have that time to divulge into it or that passion because nobody sat there and said, Hey man, you can go to film school instead and like really make a, a shot at this. Cause I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't on my mind, you know, cause I didn't think it was even a possibility because, because of how, you know, I was kind of thrown into the structure of, Hey, you got to be the regular guy and get a normal thing. That's what I, I think you're alluding to is that it's, it was always kind of stigmatized like that. You know? Yeah. And I'm very lucky to have known, um, that I wanted to go the creative route from the start. I, I've always been a little bit creative and I've always had like an entrepreneurial mindset. Like my mom always tells a story about me when I was like six or seven and I was alone at home and she came home and I was like selling painted seashells door to door in my neighborhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> just uh, hustling. You know, I, I was just hustling, trying to make that cash money. And, and so trying to make that wampum. Yeah. And, and it, like I always was just incentivized by like creativity you know what i mean i always wanted to do like fun things i think that a lot was promoted by skateboarding and eventually you know like i learned about graphic design and i always thought like making clothes was cool so i was like like the art of streetwear because that was big man in the 2000s to early 2000 mid 2000 streetwear was king i mean huge you know, you could argue it's still there now at the top, but I'm just saying like it was different, different though. It was different. different for sure. Like louder the, graphics, bigger logos. It's right. like there's a nostalgia factor to that era of streetwear where like that was like streetwear, I guess, like in its prime. Now streetwear taking on to like more of a consumer end um, right. aspect, but we won't get into that. But it's just like it's it's all formulating together like that, that the fact that I, you know, was able to know what I wanted to do based off of, you know, my, my own interests is, you know, lucky in itself, but sure. I just want to be able to, you know, inspire people who maybe aren't as lucky as me to, to do that. You know what I mean? Cause not everyone can find, find it easily. You know what I mean? No. Oh my God. I, I have so many friends where they have trouble finding creativity in their lives just in general, because they've been kind of so accustomed to living a life that's they haven't not, been exposed not creative. To it. They right. haven't even been exposed to it. That's the problem. And I don't I mean to say not creative in a sense. They are being creative in their own way, in their craft, in their project. But just there's a lot of people you see that there's a lot of potential for creativity in other avenues. Like mm-hmm. I've talked to some kids where I'm like, dude, how are you not more involved with like screenwriting? Or how do you not do this or that? Or how do you not write more? Because they're just so... Um, passionate and, and, and they don't even realize. And that's, that's what I kind of want to change the stigma of in starting my own company, you know, three mile media and what I'm doing here with the podcast and everything too. In the same boat as you, I'm trying to inspire the community and, and show people that you can do this. Don't just let people write it off and say, you know, cause I forgot what, where the quote comes from, but they say it. It's like the biggest lie you were ever told is that, is that it's, it's not easy. Like it is easy if you actually divulge your time into it and and learn your craft and become passionate about it. You the fucking sky is the limit. You can do whatever you want. Just set yourself up for a position where you can financially support yourself long enough to make it happen. You know, it's it's what it is. That's the and that's the craziest thing because that is that is so true. And they they take it away from you by by telling you like all of these things that you're meant to do in society. You know, and putting stigmas on it whatever it may be in school sure sure and it's just like it's from 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 the year you're born you know what i mean like the stigma exists based off of like whatever your interests are you know what i mean there's Disney always movies hallmark there's all these yeah, things you know, that are like everyone's right. categorized into certain things you know what i mean and then they let people's opinions care like j- like dictate what they're going to do and obviously that's part of human nature like we all care about like approval we all want to be validated and we all want to be sure. loved and cared for by others mm. but like at the end of the day like if you really want to do something you know like if you really want to 
have an idea and you want to make a business out of it or you want to follow through with like a creative field, you know, you got to go out there and experience it. Like, and that's the thing. That's why I, like, I think it'd be important for kids to be experienced to these things, not only in high school, but like in junior high. So that like they could see what, what it's like to go down this career path, you know, like, and they could see successful people in, in the industry that have done it, you know, whether it's an event producer or it's like uh, a guitarist or, you know, somebody who is a videographer or a video editor, you know what I mean? Maybe right. not jobs Anything, that are making yeah. tons of money, but people like, obviously these people have it's made headway. a career for themselves yeah. because they love to do it. And, 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 and having those options can give kids confidence, you know what I mean? And I think that's Where they wouldn't like, have otherwise. Exactly. And I think that's a, a similar thing that like the contests that I'm doing are, do, are building in kids, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're getting a connection to the skate community and they feel confident around each other, you know, and, and around the skate scene and in, in, in ways they don't feel comfortable around people at school or, you know, in other scenarios in so their it's life. allowing that creativity to shine through them naturally because they're in a more relaxed environment where they feel comfortable in a safe space exactly right. that's that's why skateboarding is so dope is because like you don't it's have uplifting. to feel that way obviously your skateboard friends are always going to give you shit if you do something <laughs> funny you know what i mean like, right but it's part of the culture yeah it's, it's just part of the culture but then then again that also like teaches you how to take it you know what i mean you know like you're falling down and you're eating shit and you're scraping yourself and getting bruises and, and you're getting pissed off at yourself but then you keep doing it because you want to do it and that teaches you something like whether you realize it or not it teaches you something about like resilience and perseverance integrity grit yeah. integrity you know it teaches you good values and now you know after the second time maybe you flipped out or something like that on your friends you get over it and they get over it and it's just like it's just how it goes you know what i mean kids will have issues and some kids will struggle more but like you you can learn you can learn from it and i think There's skateboarding is a powerful tool in like sh helping kids shape their personality off of good values, you know what I mean? And if I could foster just like bringing that community together and, and have, you know, kids that can see older skateboarders and, you know, see what they do and maybe look up to them a little bit so that, you know, they're confident in what they're doing, then that's, you know, become a mirror for that. If, yeah. that, yeah, if that's all I can do, then, then that's a success to me, you know, sure. Giving so back given back. And so what you're saying here is that the culture is in fact limitless. <laughs> it is in fact, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there is so See many what I opportunities. Did there, yeah, I and mean, look, there are so many opportunities for kids all around the world and like skateboarding isn't the only outlet, you know what I mean? But sure. love is like love trends all. Like I'm a big person. I'm like a very positive aspects. I've a very positive perspective on life, you know? And like I'm always believe that people can find their passion and that there's a passion for everybody. You know what I mean? Right. It might be something completely different. Something, maybe it's collecting stamps for some people. Maybe it's doing whatever. Maybe it's going to a, a thing every Saturday and talking about whatever with a group of people. Like it doesn't matter what your thing is or what you're involved in. Just be passionate about these things and, and make sure you spend the time to be creative and, and be free with yourself mm -hmm. instead of, you know, just being trapped. Sometimes we get framed up. I mean, look, think, think about it like this. Like, you never know what could happen. I can guarantee you that the people who build the businesses that run the world right now, I don't think thought they were going to be running the world when they first built them. And like, that's a whole other topic, you know, right. social media and these big corporations and what they're doing to people. But like in itself, like imagine, imagine on a scale where it's like for good, where something like a tool like that is created that could change the outlook of the world. You know what I mean? Like if you have an idea that you think could change the world for the better, go out there and do it because you never know what could happen. You never know if it could be the next social media app, but it's more healthy and it's better for somebody than, than, than this is. And it gains more traction because it promotes like positivity instead of polarization. It, it promotes positivity, but also truth. You know what I mean? Because all these social medias now like are construing what's reality and what's, what's not like, you know, every, anything can be argued now because somebody heard something from this side of the view. Right. And, and then somebody, you have algorithms, you have AI, you have all these different components that are yeah. we're absolutely, you know, but mortified the, for, for the future. It's crazy. Yeah. And, but like that, that, the, besides that point, you know what right. I mean? Like those technologies, think about how big they are now and how much of an influence they have on our lives. It's like that idea for that next big thing could be sitting in any person's mind. Sure. And like they have no idea how it's going to influence the world unless they go for it and they try to make it happen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. It's like that's why like 
that's that was one of the reasons why I named the brand Limitless Culture is because like like I'm so heavily ingrained in culture in my culture of like skateboarding and surfing and the way that I live and and the way that my personal culture is, and you know I've always believed that like you know the opportunities are endless like the sky is not even the limit you know what i mean like it's like you can go higher you know there's there's sure. so much that you could do and yeah. that's that's really what i promote it's just like like having the opportunity to do it go out there do it chase after your dreams you know like do it and it really can't be said better than that will angelo thanks for coming on man jeez gave us a little lesson appreciate it thanks for having me man it's always fun talking about the topics that run through my brain. <laughs> Sometimes I need to get it all out of there. Endless, man. I know how you feel. Well, cheers and thanks for coming on. Thank you again, man. This episode is also brought to you by Limitless Culture. Limitless Culture is owned by Will Angelo, and they're doing contests all summer long. The next one's this Saturday at Brentwood Skate Park. $5,000 on the line. Big cash, big money, big contest. Also look out for the Montauk contest coming out in late September. Check out their website for more info on the contest. Cheers.